Hello and welcome to the GX podcast, the world's first podcast focused on government services and their future. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to government excellence, government service design and delivery, GovTech, and citizen engagement. Join us for insightful interviews and conversations every month. Visit us online at gx.ae. Roberto, welcome to the GX podcast. It's such a pleasure to host you here today. Tell our audiences a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ian. A pleasure is mine. Uh, my name is Roberto Croci. I'm the managing director for Microsoft for Startups across Middle East and Africa. Based uh, out of Dubai, I joined Microsoft a year and a half ago uh, with the mandate of building from scratch a division within Microsoft that looks after the startup ecosystem and what Microsoft can do to empower founders and, and startups across the region to, to achieve more, which is in line with, with the broader Microsoft mission, right? So we set up our operations a year and a half ago. We, we, we had the time to, to build a, 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 a wonderful team, and, but also uh, build meaningful partnerships across the region. And uh, uh, we are excited about the journey ahead because we just launched a couple of relevant programs and we have more ideas uh, to, to try and make an impact across the startup ecosystem in our region. That's incredible. And, you know, startups are, are in so many ways changing the way things are done in different sectors, whether it's healthcare, manufacturing, uh, name it, name it. And startups are, the, are, are what is creating that innovation. Now, in today's episode, we want to focus a little bit on government experience, government services, because uh, government services and governance is such a big part of uh, of what the UAE does in an amazing way. And we want to talk a little bit about that. So I guess I want to ask you that uh, one of the domains that is really gaining traction and the UAE is focusing on a lot is government experience. How do you change how citizens' services are delivered? How do you reduce friction points? Uh, how do you think startups can change this? Look, this is, this, is, this is great. Actually, I believe there is no better region in the world where we can have a, a talk about uh, the involvement and the role of government, right, in, in bringing innovation. And, and the whole initiatives we have, we have seen in the UE, for example, around smart cities, around uh, caring about uh, citizen experience in, 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 in living in, in Dubai and empowering citizens to have access to smart services, leveraging technologies like blockchain, like uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and so on and so forth to provide better services to citizens, right? So I believe, uh, first of all, we, we live in a region where government has a direct uh, uh, interest in diversifying economy uh, from oil to knowledge based. So the involvement is pretty high compared to other regions. And this is, this is, this is turned to be good because uh, there has been a, a push from government to uh, put entrepreneurship high in the agenda and to empower startups and founders to build meaningful solutions for citizens as well. In fact, in the whole area of government, smart cities, we have seen startups playing a key role here uh, you know, trying to come with innovative solutions, whether it's just, uh, you know, new business models, but also uh, sometimes it's just adoption of, of technology to make existing processes smarter, right, or, or better or faster or more automated. Or think about we live in a, in, in, in a region in the UAE where um, uh, the highest percentage of population is expats. And, and most of the people, uh, uh, you know, have a smartphone with them. And, and most of the services, if you think about it, it's pretty, it's pretty 
is pretty awesome. Most of the services are delivered through to the smartphone. Right? I, I'm, I'm right, right now connecting from Italy. I'm back in Italy and I can tell you, I can I can feel the difference, right? So I had to, to do a couple of, of papers uh, for where we are purchasing an apartment. And you cannot imagine how still cumbersome and, and difficult the process uh, is to interact with government and how manual uh, some of these operations are. Whereas uh, UAE, and the government uh, has been pushing hard the agenda uh, on uh, smart cities, on um, uh, e-services for, for citizens, and digitization of all processes for public administration and um, public services. So startups here can play a key role because technology is there, but it's the use you do of technologies to empower services and experiences for citizens that, that can be empowered even more than what you have seen so far. So do you think that that business environment exists in the UAE? Where do you think that business environment is to to kind of facilitate going forward with an entirely digital economy? Where are we with respect to that in the UAE? Yeah, look, uh, I believe that the key uh, ingredients of, of, of the digital environment uh, start being mature in, in the UAE. Um, uh, I've personal, personally witnessed, I've been living in the, in the UAE now for almost seven years, and I can tell, I can definitely have seen the, the maturity uh, increasing the, uh, you know, across the digitization of many different businesses, of different services, and so on and so forth. Uh, you, you have seen also the sophistication of uh, technology being deployed and used, uh, the increased uh, uh, interest in government in diversifying economy, the increased participation of private and public sector around, around joint initiatives. So the, the ingredients uh, definitely are there. Uh, what probably needs to happen is, yes, as an enabling factor, we probably need to have more abundance of, uh, of founders, entrepreneurs, startups that feel confident building from, from the UAE. And, uh, uh, you know, we need to increase the quality uh, of, of these startups and, and the availability of uh, probably also availability of early stage funding to, to make sure that we have an healthy funnel that we can build in the region, right? So it all starts with abundance of ideas at the top, uh, ideas that goes into the MVP, into the product market fit, into a growth stage, scale stage, and then probably an exit, an IPO, or an acquisition, right? So it's a funnel. So we need to make sure that we nurture the funnel from the very early stages so that we have that abundance that can flow into uh, startups that are going to be successful and scale from this region. But definitely the ingredients are there. The time seems to be more mature. And uh, it feels like the trend uh, being positive for uh, UAE to build a regional hub around entrepreneurship and startups across the broader uh, Middle East and North Africa region. What would be your recommendation for governments to engage with startups? What about uh, you know, stimulating that innovation-based startups, innovation economy, and to drive growth? What should governments focus on? Absolutely. So this is this is a, an amazing uh, question because on one hand, uh, government here has been uh, you know uh, putting in place a series of uh, new regulations, policies, uh, and and more and more incentives that are uh, uh, you know along the lines of making life easier for easier for entrepreneurs and founders to set up a business here, uh, increase the ease of doing business from the UAE and, and uh, think about uh, some initiatives like the, the golden visa or the visa for entrepreneurs. Think about initiatives like uh, you know, foreign ownerships on, on, on businesses here. All, all the sum of all these different measures that have been recently rolled out and adopted here in the UAE are along the lines of making life easier uh, and simplifying uh, the, the process of setting up a business and running a business uh, from, from the UAE. 
what gov government can do is definitely uh, align the different stakeholders <clears throat> around the ecosystem towards what are the key priorities and areas of investment first of all right so um, um, uh, there is there is a, a, a merit in being focused and building uh, you know success uh, in specific industries for example where um, uh, there are uh, assets available in the region in the UAE that are unique to this region right so there is no point in trying to build a new silicon valley uh, because here we the, the reality is we are starting from a, a very different um, starting point and we have a very different ecosystem, right? So uh, I believe the, the role of the government here is in shaping policies as they already started doing, in uh, changing regulations to be ahead of the curve, uh, in uh, crafting programs and, and making the UAE attractive, not only to attract, attract talent, but also retain talent and make uh, constantly uh, uh, simpler and simpler for founders to, to build and maybe fail as well uh, here so that um, uh, you know there is a thriving ecosystem around that the government has been empowering meanwhile aligning the private sector as well uh, you know uh, and venture capital and accelerators and ecosystem players and tech players uh, you know to provide that support system that entrepreneurs need to have around themselves in order to build with confidence and to be able to build products from here that can be exported as well uh, to the rest of the world so you're essentially talking about the, the trifecta of people, uh, product and profit, which has started yep. to happen in the UAE and, and uh, even the government or startups should kind of, there's that golden mix, right? If you get people product and profits right, uh, then you can you can do all of these things. And I'm really pleased to see that happen in the UAE and, and just that validation that's coming from you. It's great to hear that we're building um, an incredible future uh, for, for the country and not just for the country, for the region, I would say, uh, here in the UAE. That's excellent. Uh, now, in terms of uh, a, a data-driven economy, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier that we're moving from an oil-based economy to an information economy. How far do you think we are in that journey? And, um, of course, the role of startups in that, but what do you see in the next two to 10 years, I would say, in terms of that, that data-driven economy taking, taking a big role. Yeah, uh, I believe this, this, is, this is the direction, right? So uh, in the past, we have heard many times, uh, uh, you know, the, the repeating over and over that data is the new oil. Uh, interesting to, to mention this in, in our region, right? So uh, definitely I've seen the maturity of uh, organizations leveraging more data as an asset to, uh, you know, change their business models or to find different ways to monetize uh, the data and, 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 you know, to provide additional or value added services to, to the users or to the clients. Uh, so the maturity in the region has definitely gone up. And we can see that by the fact that we have been able to attract international agencies or independent agencies or key players that have been played uh, that have been playing a, a critical role elsewhere globally uh, uh, to the data-driven economy uh, you know building their headquarter uh, here in the UE and start expanding their services and offering here from from the usual suspects in tech companies from Microsoft but also Amazon and Google and, and the like Salesforce and Oracle and so on and so forth but also uh, new players like uh, think about Ripple think about Stripe the whole fintech revolution and, and all of these businesses are based on, on data, right? The beauty of, of data-driven uh, organizations is that if you think about it, if you look at their PNL, uh, they don't have heavy assets on, on their PNL, right? So it's, it's more intangible. 
but uh, uh, the, the capitalization and the, and the return uh, that they can achieve and the impact that they have on the economy, uh, not only in terms of job creations, but also in terms of attracting more investment and in terms of scaling, uh, uh, you know, across a, a region where we know that uh, there are nuances and, and maybe some frictions across in some countries, right? So, but potentially we're talking about a region with 400 million people where a data-driven economy can uh, uh, come with the monetization through different new ventures that can uh, reach out to a wide uh, population that is young. Think about uh, uh, countries that are close to the UAE where we have a high population, um, young population, digitization just started, maybe it's still some cash-based economies like in Pakistan, for example, or unbanked population, like 80% of the population is unbanked in Egypt and so on and so forth. Think about how new data-driven models can leapfrog, uh, you know, the adoption of technology in, this, in these countries and, uh, you know, help accelerate digitization at a time where, where this started, right? So uh, when, when corporates are adopting new technologies, but we have also these new business models, new ideas that can be uh, coped. So how corporates can look at innovation maybe in new ways through probably leveraging startups that are already solving for those use cases. So net-net, I would say, uh, in terms of data-driven data organizations, the maturity definitely is, is there. The fact that the UAE has been attracting uh, experts with experience and companies that set up headquarters here is definitely an asset that the, the UAE started leveraging in terms of building more sophistication, building more use cases, more adoption uh, around, around data, and going beyond just uh, the fact that we can, we can leverage data, right? Turning that data into information, into insights, into new business models uh, that are leveraged across different industries. Uh, and that they are disrupting even other industries, right? If you think about um, the, the interest of the UE in specific key sectors like uh, energy or healthcare or logistics or agri-tech, uh, think about how data uh, is, is going to be leveraging these industries that can disrupt, uh, you know, how things uh, have been done historically or creating new, completely new businesses across, across the region. This is just, uh, uh, you know, a lot of opportunities that we can see ahead of us and, and, and something that definitely is, is already happening uh, here in the UAE. Thank you, Roberto. I, I, you've, you've talked about such so many incredible things. And I guess I want to ask you, and you alluded to that in the beginning, was the, was the evolution of smart cities. So in the UAE, you have uh, a space program, you have the government ex experience program, you have the expo coming up, which is going to be an, an intense thing for for uh, for the entire world it's it's an amazing uh, and incredible opportunity uh government has a star rating system you know you've got uh, the moonshot apprentice program in government uh the you know things like the sheikh zayed housing program the smart police station so there are many 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 firsts that are pushing the boundaries of being able to utilize data digitizing service and i'm not even talking about the ai initiative the blockchain initiative there's a lot happening in the UAE with uh, technology within government and how do we reduce friction points? How do we really excel? I guess this is this a smart city. Is, is this what a smart city should look like? Interesting question. Um, for sure, for sure, as you are saying, uh, a lot of things are happening and a lot of things that are projecting uh, Dubai in, into the future, for sure. Um, for sure, what we, what we can witness here is a strong vision and leadership from a government perspective into 
reimagining what the future future can look like, right? So let's 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 start from the roots of Dubai. has been a city that has been built in the middle of the desert. I mean, 30 years ago, and that has been witnessing a rapid evolution. And you know, with all uh, all what we have seen building and 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 developing uh, here, but but uh, where this is going? So definitely definitely it starts with having a strong vision from government from the top to uh, invest ahead of time in not only invest in technologies, which is of course a foundational thing, but probably giving opening windows to allow people to reimagine, reimagine the future, reimagine new experiences, right? With an eye on, on uh, keeping people happy, but also uh, redefining how uh, businesses can, can be uh, managed, redefining how certain experiences, whether in government, smart services, smart procurement, uh, smart contracts, and so on and so forth. I think about the whole uh, hype of, of crypto or NFTs uh, now, and 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 so on and so forth. Right. So many 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 uh, things. But the cool thing is that, and and what I think the, the government is trying to ignite is people coming together, harnessing the power of these communities to have a common platform, which is Dubai itself, to reimagine the future. And this gives hope. This builds, uh, you know, enthusiasm. This builds excitement. And this also attracts more uh, investment and, and more, uh, uh, you know, uh, ideas around how we can leverage technology for for good as well. So this is what I see. What I think it's it's exciting about about Dubai. Whether uh, whether uh, what a smart city would look like, uh, well, um, I I don't know. I, I believe that it it starts by uh, focusing on what are the real needs that that people have, right? So what I see Dubai is Dubai is is, is a perfect test bed for deploying. Uh, new solutions and and try it out on 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 a on a population that is diverse by itself with experts from all over the world. Um, uh, Dubai is, is is a city that is a platform itself to try to connect services with businesses, with small medium businesses, with new startups, with new ideas, with new fresh blood of of people that come from different backgrounds and so on and so forth. So, Dubai can be a test bed, and what probably needs to be built uh, as a next step for this is. Um, how Dubai can export these to the rest of the world? Because at the end of the day, the UAE is a small population, right? It's, it's about 10 million people, 80% are expats. So if testing or deploying these new concepts, these new ideas, this vision might be relatively easy here, how can Dubai can start building those relationships and partnerships globally to export uh, these new technologies, these new business models, these new ideas to the rest of the world? Uh, how Dubai can attract startups that want to expand here, but at the same time build solutions from here that are very innovative because they're already thinking probably 20, 30 years ahead of time. How can we then export, uh, you know, build those corridors, those those uh, partnerships with other countries and other uh, 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 institutions in other countries that that you know that can make this this happen at a scale. So this this might be interesting. So far, uh, definitely, Dubai has been doing an amazing job in leveraging. Um, uh, new technologies in leveraging innovative services, for example, again, the fact that we, we cannot do anything without our smartphone, think about it, how, how is making things relatively faster and easier, how interacting with government and institutions is, is very, uh, you know, at, at one click distance from uh, your, in, in your smartphone, right? So this, this is a smart city, yes. Yeah. Uh, is Dubai completely a smart city? Probably there are still things uh, to, to be done. Uh, uh, but but what what you can see is definitely a vision and a commitment uh, uh, from government specifically to 
to be there, to be there and, and uh, be very reactive uh, uh, to new ideas and new things that can potentially be deployed or, or can make the life of people happier, uh, safer, faster, and, and so on and so forth. And that, that's, the, that's, that's what is embedded into what we can, we, we can call, sorry, a smart city. Of course. Uh, Roberto, I want to I want to conclude with the with last couple of questions. I want your recommendation on if there was uh, maybe one or two radical ideas like moonshots that you would like to put forward today, uh, the way how governments deliver service to citizens and businesses and how can new age entrepreneurs and startups help? What would be your moonshot idea? Look, uh, uh, moonshot ideas by definition are, are uh, you know, it's, it's the hard thing, right? So innovation is not only breakthrough, but it's sometimes it's also incremental and that, that's that's great. But Dubai, Dubai by definition, if you close your eyes and you think about Dubai, you cannot but think about moonshot, moonshot ideas. I believe Dubai, for example, itself in the UAE is a city that wants to position itself as a global hub for travel, for tourism, for hospitality. And the fact that there is investment, uh, despite or probably accelerated even before because of the pandemic and the COVID. So how can we reimagine the airports of the future? How can we reimagine the business uh, or the traveler experience of the future? How can we reimagine uh, the accessibility, uh, a, a city that is accessible for everyone uh, uh, in the future, and so on and so forth. These by themselves are, are moonshot ideas, right? So uh, how can we reimagine, uh, you know, uh, diversifying or empowering a whole economy without uh, uh, without depending on oil? These are, these are moonshot ideas that 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 Dubai is is trying to to solve. These are the, the some of the hard questions that that the, that the government is directly involved in, and, and where in Dubai we can see development ideas happening. Um, but but if you ask me uh, advice for for entrepreneurs here, well, I would I would uh, uh, I wouldn't go far than uh, from the fundamentals of of what entrepreneurship is and uh, what it takes to build to build startups. Whether you are uh, building the next big thing, but you're also building something uh, that 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 is first of all profitable but also sustainable, right? So uh, you mentioned before the trifecta of people, uh, product, and profit. And first of all, I would like to mention in this order, right? So people, people is uh, the, the one key factor that determines the success of, of any venture, of any startup, right? So uh, being able to have people feeling UAE like their home is, I think, number one priority for the government here to continually roll out measures, incentives, initiatives, policies, regulations to make sure that people can consider UAE as their home. But people, and that comes with attracting and retaining uh, great talent so that founders that build from here can also have around them uh, people that they can rely on to, to build the thriving businesses, right, in a thriving ecosystem. So people, number one. But then also is, is having more uh, uh, focus on um, um, falling in love with real problems. Um, so we, we are in an ecosystem at large that has been driven by more consumer businesses, consumer uh, focused uh, startups, right? So, um, so there have been plenty of uh, delivery services startups and, and so on and so forth. But uh, probably what probably the pandemic has accelerated is also an, an awareness that we have real big challenges uh, uh, ahead of us, right, as a society. So uh, where, where I think that there could be a real impact and a real contribution of, of Dubai to the world is also 
um, nurturing a, a wave of entrepreneurs that, uh, of course, are uh, looking at the profitability of their, their businesses, but also at the societal impact of the businesses that they are working in. And that would be a moonshot, moonshot uh, uh, startups by themselves, right? So um, what we can do uh, you know, to tackle into and to solve for climate change, for the environmental issues that we're facing all over the places. Um, for for many other of the issues that our society is facing, so uh, uh, I believe that here uh, uh, we can we can expect uh, uh, the UAE to invest into uh, uh, you know enabling a new wave of entrepreneurs and founders that uh, are empowered also to look more at what are the real problems that that the society is facing, falling in love with these problems before falling in love with with their the ideas, right? So. And, and, and probably uh, also helping uh, uh, founders, entrepreneurs, corporates, private sector to identify what are the, the two, three big bets that the UAE wants to be, uh, they must win battles, right? So what the UAE wants to be recognized globally for being the place globally that is, is really the place where these, these ideas are flourishing and these ideas are being solved, these are the ideas are first being addressed and these problems are being addressed, right? So this requires a, a continuous alignment between government and private sector, public and private sector and a continuous review of, of which policies can enable a fast adoption and innovation and development around these ideas, alongside, again, as we said, attracting in talent that are passionate about solving for these problems. So this would be the recommendations. I mean, it's, 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 it's about focusing on, on impact, impact-driven uh, initiatives uh, that can definitely have an impact across our society and our world at large, because we have seen it. We have many challenges as a society we, we, we need to face. And, and looking at it positively, it means that, uh, you know, we might have a new wave of entrepreneurs that are, are going to look at these problems with, with new eyes, with a more human-centered approach and human-centered leadership. And out of that uh, expectation is that we might have great new, great startups, hopefully moonshots, but also regular startups that can, can have a real impact in our life. Uh, Roberto, I want to ask you one last question on what is your recommendation for governments? that mm -hmm. are trying to be future ready and offer uh, services and better experiences to their citizens. What would be your recommendation to all the governments who will, who will listen to this podcast? Yeah, I would say on one hand, uh, one recommendation is definitely to uh, leverage more uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the partnerships, uh, look more at, at the interactions with other players like private sector, tech companies as partnerships, right? So how, uh, you know, can government uh, uh, empower uh, big corporations, uh, tech companies uh, to, uh, to build that infrastructure, that, that platform that is needed uh, for, for founders, for tech startups to, to build their products from, from the region? This is number one. Second is doubling down and investing into education and skilling. Um, yes, in a remote or hybrid work environment, we can tap into talent uh, everywhere in the world, but still looking at the sustainability of, of the economy here, uh, it's definitely something where government needs to double down is in the education and, and keeping the bar high when it comes to education, right? So setting very high standards of what quality looks like, what good looks like. And, and building those skills in, in the new generation of, of talent that will be uh, created from, from here, from, from this region. And, 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 and last but not least, I would say, uh, it's, it's very important that, that government 
will will have uh, um, sorry I, I i had a point in mind i wanted to mention about uh, uh government uh, give me one second i wanted to to think about it uh, so I mentioned I mentioned the relationship and empowerment of um, corporations, of corporates and private sector uh, talent. Um, I had another point that I wanted to to touch base on. Um, yeah, I completely. So uh, I, <laughs> I wanted to mention it. So probably this will require you to edit a little bit more our our chat, but. Um, uh, it will come to mind, but but definitely uh, government can 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 also play a role in um, in in looking ahead of time uh, when it comes to uh, 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 youth, right? So uh, we were talking about education. So doubling down in the investment when it comes to empowering youth uh, to understand how to uh, uh, to understand that entrepreneurship can be a path forward, right? So. And, and, and building new businesses and having this entrepreneurial mindset, even if youth will not end up being, uh, you know, uh, all of them will end up being founders, but even if they end up working in either the government or corporates, they can they have a lot uh, with that entrepreneurial mindset that they can, they, they can bring an impact economy on, right? Because we, we, we need to come uh, to, to, uh, to these businesses with new ideas, with a new approach, and, and uh, with a diverse uh, set of uh, um, ideas. And yes, I, remind, I remember uh, the last point I wanted to mention is definitely one recommendation for government is um, how do you define success? Um, uh, and probably this is a key topic uh, because um, uh, one thing is, uh, for example, uh, uh, okay, uh, success is we are attracting 100 startups in the UAE, for example. Is that really success? Uh, does that tell about the quality of the startups? Does that tell about how those startups are impacting on, on the local economy, right? Sometimes, sometimes we are surrounded by a, a number of vanity metrics that are good in the sense that, uh, as we said before, as an enabling factor, we need to build for quantity, right? So we need to have abundance of, of things around uh, to build an healthy funnel. But my recommendation for government would be to, uh, to really uh, uh, think through what can make a difference? So how we can measure success when, when especially when we talk about building a, a thriving startup ecosystem, what's the impact on economy? So what are the, the, the metrics that we should be looking at to say, hey, this is being really successful beyond the, the hype and PR that of course needs to happen to build the positive reinforcement, to build excitement about, uh, you know, uh, the region and to attract, uh, to attract people, but, but then, in order to retain people and in order to retain uh, startups and ideas and, and these intangible assets, I believe the success of, of everything will start from the end. And the end is how do we measure our success? And, and this is something I would love to see uh, uh, from government uh, here, given, given the, the strong leadership and the strong vision, uh, you know, the missing piece uh, I see is more clarity sometimes or more decision, more confidence into the real key metrics of success that are real key metrics of success and not just vanity metrics. Excellent. Well, Roberto, thank you so much for being part of this episode of the GX podcast. Uh, we really appreciate your time, your, your energy and your enthusiasm. And uh, we definitely look forward to uh, hearing back from you and having you on uh, uh, in the future. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ian. A pleasure being with you today and uh, looking forward to, you know, keep the conversation going and, and see the progress of, of our ecosystem here in the UAE. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you.